Uh, he, John, he also did. Yeah, go on. Uh, this is this film's well known for its twist. Stuart Little. Ah, did Although he? he was all right. He was the writer. He wasn't the director. But he did Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah. What he did, did um, an Avatar film. He did the Avatar film. Yeah, didn't Last he? Airbender. Oh yeah, not Avatar. Yeah, yeah no, I'd say hold on. Unbreakable. Oh my god, I love that film. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's a big twist. That is a good. It? That's a good twist. Also, um, I know exactly uh, what you're about to say. Oh, what's his face? His haircut in it. Samuel L. Jackson's, Samuel L. Jackson's haircut. haircut in it is fucked. It's like oh, a yeah. protractor. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Crap Movie Club number thirty-three. Today we are talking about The Happening, which is an M. Night Shyamalan movie starring Mark Wahlberg. He's caught up in like a horrific event where all the plants have decided, basically, it's time to fuck up our shit and they release a deadly toxin. Uh, As ever, I'm Max. I'm joined by Jordan. Hello. And Tim. Hi. Uh, Jordan, you'd never seen this before. Neither neither had I. uh, And you were disappointed that there was no twist. Yeah, I think you just come in with a certain. I mean, when you when you see, I was I watched the trailer as well, just as part of my build up to try and build up the hype torching the film. Yeah. You see it, you see it's M Night, and you think there's gonna be a big old twist, um, and it didn't deliver. It, it just kind of like the ending for me was just like they kind of explained what had happened loosely, yeah, and then that was it. So there you go. You know that thing you were thinking the whole way through the film that it was a kind of mm. a natural thing. It, it was so there you go. Here's, it's happening in France now as well, and then that's it. I it just it, it, I was waiting for that end credit scene for it to be something else, and it just wasn't. It was just the same thing happening again in a different place. Right. The wind being sentient, it's got to be a twist, surely. It changes uh, direction. Yeah, to they chase kind it. of. Yeah, they kind of like play it out as if the wind like knows what it's doing, and and there's like shots of trees rustling and things like that. It's a bit weird, and I would say like I agree with Jordan. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed there is no twist. But I was, it did pique my interest, you know. I was like kind of intrigued throughout the whole film as to what's going on. And I enjoyed getting little breadcrumbs as we go. But did you think it delivered on that? Because I was the same as you up until about 75% of the way through the film. I was like, I'm really looking forward to where this comes, where, like what the root of this is. And then the actual yeah. root of it was so disappointing. I was like, I kind of wish I hadn't found out. Yeah, there was no payoff. There was no big payoff. No, there wasn't. There was literally no payoff. And like, even the way it was, you know that there's like the it all ends and then the next day they they're talking to that newsreader and he's like yeah yeah it just ended we don't really know why i was like what what is this what is this end to a film like the whole premise was it was supposed to build up like an intrigue around where this all came from and no one in the film even knows and then it just happens again in france and you're like right well that's the end of it is it well it it it, it didn't it didn't it, it it like you say it built up a lot of breadcrumbs and then just went well here's the loaf of bread <laughs> And good yeah. luck with that. I, I don't know why I'm going to defend it, but I think that one of the like themes throughout the whole film is like not knowing stuff or like being confused. I guess a little bit. I mean, I was confused at points, but just like not knowing stuff. And so I think that's why they don't kind of then resolve that by everyone suddenly knowing everything and they leave it open. Like, oh, we don't know. But I just think that's like thematically. I think they stuck to it. Um. I'm going to roll us back just a touch. Did Jordan just say, here's a load of breadcrumbs and there's a loaf of bread? Jordan, do you think bread's made out of breadcrumbs? Is that how they make bread in your head? Do they put them all together? No, but if you you, you crumble up the bread, you get breadcrumbs. Yeah, so... So what I'm suggesting suggesting is, is that there is a breadcrumb trail would lead to something. A a loaf of bread. Exactly, a (laughs) loaf of bread. And in this instance, they just went, here's some breadcrumbs and they just slapped down a loaf of bread in front of you. This is madness. I hate this. I think the logic is. I think the logic works. What What did you want the breadcrumbs to lead to? More breadcrumbs. More breadcrumbs, or like a little, (laughs) or a little like uh, baguette, or something a little bit more in. Oh, actually, did go to France. That's a bad example. Um, (laughs) I I wanted. I I wanted it to lead to something that was like, oh, made me question it. Like, oh, was that was that was that real man, or was it the government, or what was the? But it just kind of said, oh, it was just natural, and we don't really know. So, um, yeah, cool. And then everyone just got on with their lives and Zoe Deschanel finally committed to Mark Wahlberg and 
that little girl had no parents. That was really spoken no, about. Like, they adopt stuff. her. Oh, she got new, new parents. They adopt, Did they adopt her. her? Mar- yeah, Marky Mark yeah, yeah. and uh, Zoe Deschanel adopt uh, Alma as a little girl, isn't it? Don't know. Child actor. That's what I'm going to yeah. call her. Written her off from the start. Yeah. Yeah, she is dreadful. <laughs> So, did you think Mark was convincing as a uh, high school science teacher? I'd quit no. the course if I walked into a room and saw he was my professor. You can't right, quit Jordan, high school. He's, not, he's school. not a professor. Stop calling him a professor. He's a high school teacher. He's a professor. And he doesn't do a very good job of representing the professors in the US, in my opinion. Oh, he's, he sounds like he, he he's like a student that has kind of gone, oh yeah, I could give this teacher shit a go. And then just gets up there and just says stuff. And he's like one of the kids. He's like going around the desk, like, going, "Oh, it's the principal." I was like, oh, for f- "Yeah, yeah." He uh, when he asks that kid, uh, Jake, he's like asking all the kids what why they think the bees are disappearing. He goes like, "Jake, what do you think?" And he doesn't even give Jake one second to answer. And he's like, "Come on, Jake, you've got to have an idea about science. This is important." I was like, "Chill out, man." Like, <laughs> Jake was thinking. He was clearly thinking, and Mark's just like piling onto him. But I also didn't like the way. Um, Mark's like taking it upon himself to try and figure this thing out. Like he's got no self-awareness that he's just a like high school science teacher. He's literally trying to like put all the clues together and figure out what's going on and save everyone. But it's not, it, it's not even just him that like thinks he's, he's, he's not just putting it on himself. Like the group of people that he's with suddenly just go, all right, well, this guy's a, a teacher. He'll yeah. figure He'll figure this out. They're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Where are we going? He's like, I yeah. don't know. This people just getting shot. Like, I just know the side of this fence. Can you please calm down? Mm. Yeah, the whole the whole film made me made me think people weren't a very good judge of character if they thought he was the one to lead them into battle. Uh, he's not even a good teacher because he takes the piss out of that Jake kid that Max just mentioned, but then calls him. Oh, you're still going to be a dreamboat the rest of your life, and like winks at him. Is he molesting the children in this class? We just don't know. <sighs> That's I don't the trust twist. him. That's, That's the, the twist. That's the real twist. He's the real villain of the whole film. <laughs> Um, so did you find it tense at all? Uh, any, any parts? I think no. I did when I watched it when I was like, well, when did this come out? 2008. So we were probably like, what, yeah. 14, 15. When it came out, I saw it and I maybe thought it was tense then. But now looking back at it and watching it again, it's just Marky Mark walking around looking confused, saying stuff that sounds like science, but probably isn't. Mm. All of the death scenes all the death scenes just break up any sort of tension that could ever be created because they're so dumb looking. <laughs> Jordan, I the lawnmower li- is genius. The lawnmower is funny and I literally spat out water when I watched the car crash scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it like, turns from like a video, like a cl- kind of a close-up of the car and then it literally looks like an RC car getting driven into a tree. I'm like, what? what is it's this? Like a mannequin flies out the window. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. I thought it was going to cut away from the lawnmower, but it doesn't cut away. No. Which I thought I quite I thought that was good for the film, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would cut away from the kid getting his face shot off, but they're yeah, stuck in there was, for that. Yeah, that was fucked up. And the the initial death with the um, like needle oh, thing in the oh, neck. The needle ones, good. That's a good death. I was I was very and, and <laughs> all of the people doing like swan tom bombs off the top of that building site. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "What is happening here?" And that most, guy, that guy was New York to... building site ever. <laughs> yeah, oh, what's going on here? People just flipping over the edge of this building. I, I, I expected that that was going to kind of go on, and that it was continuing to be lots and lots of death. But I didn't expect them to be as like slapstick as they were as they went on. Yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be like a thread or a kind of twist about certain people being immune. Because in the Central Park scene, it, it's almost like one girl isn't experiencing the same thing. And in, the, in the, the France scene at the end as well, that one guy, there's always like one character who's aware of what's happening around them. And I thought it was going to be like a certain kind of thing makes you immune and they've got to figure out what it is. But they never went for that, I guess. No, I mean, that would have been too much of a of a twist or a full yeah. film of some sort of interest. That's the thing is like, Going back to my my loaf of bread analogy, there were so many oh, little there were so many little crumbs that could have led to something that they just didn't like. Yeah. They could have they could have really fleshed that out. Like, what was the what, why were people why was there why was there particular people that didn't seem to get affected by it? Was it 
you know, like that guy said, was it to do with the kind of level of, that you interact with the plants, like when you talk to them? Yeah, um, yeah. Was that supposed to be become something? Because it kind of felt like that was going to be really important and it just wasn't. And then Mark Wilbur just decided that what nature likes is if you're in smaller groups, so let's all break up and just go in different directions. Uh, yeah. it, it, it just it didn't make any sense to me. The premise of the film probably had some merit to it, but I just don't think it was very well done. So, so you would have liked it if like, if someone has been nice to the plants, the plants know and then spare them. <laughs> or like there was some sort of like logic to it. Yeah, Do you know like, what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't really care what the mechanism is. It could be like veg- vegetarians or something. Yeah, exactly. You didn't eat meat for the last year. You get exempt. That's fine. Have a, have a system that I can understand and get my, my teeth into. That's but, mental. Like, I mean, I don't mean literally having vegetarians be exempt, but like some sort of system that says, if if you do this, you don't die. And if you do do this, then see you later, mate. You're How are back. trees monitoring what you've done in the past year? How is wind it's... chasing people, Tim? I'm sorry, mate. Let's if we're going to be no doing... the wind changing direction. I have less of an issue with than your new plan, where trees can tell what people are eating or what they've been doing, and then selectively kill them. I don't know if you yeah. heard heard that guy in the uh, greenhouse who was eating hot dogs. He specifically said that uh, plants interact with humans, and they can. Yeah, like, on human they, react to, they react to stimulus. They don't go. Oh, there's Terence. Let's not poison him to death. That's yeah, mental. No, it, what it would be, it would be like if you eat meat, then there's a certain kind enzyme. of thing. There's an enzyme in your, in your blood. body. It's in your blood That's not how the, those work either. Well, I don't it, want to get into this. This isn't how the brain works anyway, and that's not how plants work. It's not how anything works. True, it's true. Not how high school science teachers work. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, uh, yeah and the hot dogs could then be a really good plot thing jordan where like anyone who's eating one of their guys hot dogs like yeah kills them. yeah exactly and the people who didn't eat it and then they slowly figure it out that'd be good so, no, yeah, you're making this film worse better <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you eat this one guy's hot dogs you live yeah i mean listen this that has at least has some sort of plot law behind it or ruling behind it why did mark Wahlberg survive in that field because they stop. they got ahead of the wind, and then they're in a small enough group that the stuff around them wasn't releasing the neurotoxins. What does that mean? So that they, there was a small enough group of them, so the plants knew, oh, it's just a group of three, mate, no threat. Let's let's not spray our toxins around here. Yeah, that's I what that's, literally the premise yeah. of the film. The smaller but that's, group. That's really dumb. Yeah, it is. But yours is even more mental. <laughs> I think it'd be more interesting. I think, <laughs> yeah, the hot, I, think the hot, I think we should repetition to get a Snyder cut of this film with hot dogs as the centre point of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, I don't know what's annoying me more. The fact that one, breadcrumbs should lo- lead to a loaf of bread. At best, breadcrumbs should lead to some ducks or something. Two. <laughs> what? Mate, you hot lost dog it. Thing, hot dog things blow my mind. I'm all what, for it. So, what would happen, okay, if someone was going to commit suicide and then the, the happening happened? Well, would they, still they commit, commit suicide? Would it be mega suicide? Yeah, they kill themselves twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the I double it, tap to the head with a shotgun. I think it would flip, and they would not commit suicide. Why? Because they said it flips the switch. It's a switch, so it goes two ways. So they flip it back. It's binary: suicide yeah. or not suicide. Okay. I mean, our version of this film is very weird. Spicier though. Much spicier. I would definitely. I'd be watching that at one times. So maybe even slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, see, so for this film, you'd go to what zero point seven. Time speed, <laughs> three quarter speed. Really so want to savor every it. detail. Um, oh, should so we get annoyed. into some key facts and stuff? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. So, two thousand and eight. Good year. Uh, so we don't do many films from that era. We tend to do a lot of two, like two thousand, two thousand and twos, and then we do a lot of like two thousand and eighteen to twenty. So this is a bit of a new experience for us, but uh, I liked it. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan, as we said, 48 million budget and 163 million box office. And that's pretty good. That's a profit there. That is profit. Um, did Tim, did you see it in the cinema? No, no, no. no. I saw it on, I think, would it still have been VHS then? No, it'd probably be DVD at that point. Like, as soon as um, it was available. I, like, DVD was in 2008, surely. I can't remember. It's so long ago, and we're so old now. We're um, very old. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I got. I rented it from uh, the local convenience shop at the bottom of the hill. Nice. 
Um, okay, and 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. So pretty bad, actually. Worse than I expected. What was the score, sorry, Max? 17%. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not good, not good. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of the cast, I'm only going to go th- for like the named characters because there are a lot of like, oh. Corpses fucking, flying off of buildings. Yeah, yeah. Elite officer. Hot dog uh, guy. Yeah, hot dog man. Oh, he's a main part. Anyway, Mark Wahlberg as Elliot Moore, and he's the main character. He's a high school teacher. Zoe Deschanel as Alma Moore, Elliot's wife. I didn't realise they were married. I thought they were just boyfriend and girlfriend. What? They're married? Uh, John John Luigi. Oh, I can never pronounce his fucking name. Luigiamo. Luigiamo, yeah. Luigi? Yeah, he is Luigi. (laughs) Yeah. Luigi says, I saw her on the wedding day. She was crying. She wasn't ready to commit to you. It's literally opening the film. Jordan, watch it at like one time speed. I don't need. I don't need these details. I know well, no. Luigi. Was uh, was Luigi in Marky Mark Brothers? No. <laughs> no. How I didn't would see you make those guys. two? How would you make those two brothers? I literally wrote that down. I said one looks like an alligator. Like they just they don't look related at all. Yeah, <laughs> That's because they're not. Because they're not. <laughs> right. Well, that answers that question, though, doesn't it? That's the oh, twist. Jordan, you annoyed me so much so far. <laughs> So speaking of John Leguizamo, uh, he was Julian, Elliot's best friend and Slash brother, brother. Slash brother. <laughs> uh, Ashlyn Sanchez as Jess, who is Luigi's daughter. <laughs> and then uh, Betty Buckley as Mrs. Jones. That's the only other named character I decided, decided to go to. Mrs. Jones, the, the mental though. one. Yeah. Uh, only yeah. first names. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to debate me on that, or are you going to accept oh, Please, just, yeah, no, we're not going to debate you. Yeah. I wasn't going to debate that. I'm going to have a go at Jordan for thinking they're brothers again at some point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, top performances and bottom performances. Uh, Tim? Uh, top performance, obviously, Marky Mark. Like, have you ever seen oh. a more confused science teacher? If that's the role he was supposed to be playing, he's fucking nailed it. If it wasn't, it's pretty dreadful. Um yeah. John Leguizamo was all right, I guess. He just does what he always does in films. He's basically What's that? himself. He Jump just... into pipe and you shout Mario. <laughs> Classic. Classic. He, just look, he always just looks a little bit nervous and sweaty. And he's that in this. And he's that in everything, basically. Yeah. Even in John Wick, he's that. He's in John Wick? Yeah. Oh, great. That's not one for the hit list. How have you not seen that? Oh, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, who's your best performance? Him, and who's the worst, Tim? Oh, Zoe Deschanel, terrible. She she was terrible. She was bad, wasn't she? Yeah, you could have stuck I... like a plank of wood in there, and it'd been a better job. I actually think she's not a bad actor, actress. She's, um, but she was bad in this. I said she's acting like a cardboard cutout. You could have put a cardboard cutout in her place; it would have been just as interesting. Look, stick yeah. some googly eyes on a pole, shake it about, and there, that's Zoe Deschanel. This put a fringe on it. Put a fringe on yeah, it. A Happy days. You're away. I think there's a, there's a scene which is really like sad and sombre and serious. Sombre. So, yeah, Zoe Deschanel is literally <laughs> sombre. She coming in with a sombrero. What are you doing, Max? <laughs> All right. There's a scene which is really sad, and Zoe Deschanel is laughing. <laughs> really? In the background, yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I caught her. <laughs> spotted it uh, she was the worst and uh, Luigi was the best how about okay. that I think I'm in I'm in agreement with you there Jordan okay good I think I think I think that's a that's a universal hit list yeah. and shit list isn't it for us which doesn't well, happen too often yeah I mean I thought the army guy did an okay job oh my god really yeah oh he's um in a couple of things I've watched recently he's actually quite good at them this I don't know what was happening. Is this must have been like his first job where he gets to speak on film? He looked nervous. Let me tell you that. Yeah, he's supposed <laughs> you to. Do that. It. <laughs> so you, yeah, I thought maybe his character was maybe nervous, but you yeah. think he was just. Nervous. I think he was just nervous, mate. First time on scene. First time on set. Yeah. It's a big film. You got yeah. Zoe and Mark and Luigi. Big names. Could be a twist any minute. You just don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. I hated his death scene. I hated it so much. Uh, yeah, it was dumb, wasn't it? Yeah, he starts shouting some sort of like military. What was he saying? Like, my, my gun is always by my side. Yeah. And then shoots everyone. And then himself. 
he shoots just himself. None of them ever kill each other. But there yeah. were so many gunshots in that. Yeah, yeah they, they take his gun and then just start killing themselves. Fine. Same, same as what happens in uh, earlier in the in the air, in, in New York. Yeah. Okay. Did you, did, you, did you like that first scene with the gun? No, it's like, so stupid. Of the the bit where it just gets passed around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very dumb. Very dumb. I thought it was quite good, quite tense. I was kind of like getting a bit nervous. Hairs were standing up. Were you like, who's going to pick it up next? Yeah, what was the nervous about it? I don't know. It's just disturbing, isn't it? (laughs) It is. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It is is quite disturbing. I I, I thought the opening scene, and sorry to go back on your point, Max, but I thought it was really going to lead to something with that girl that just seemed to be completely exempt from the tree rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fine. Everyone else was going mental. She was like, what's going on here? And then just watches. Her reaction to like people standing around in Central Park was so much more over the top than when her friend stabbed herself in the neck with a yeah, sewing needle. She, she, she just went, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. Bad day for you then. I'd, I'd, yeah, it should, it should, that should have gone somewhere. Maybe at one point it did go somewhere, but not in this version. Yeah. Um, what about the Joey subplot? Oh, that was pointless. Very pointless. Is Joey the one she went to dinner with? She went yeah. and had ice cream with. After oh, she had work. ice cream with him. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was that serious. I know. Who fucking cares? Everyone's dying around you. Yeah. John Luigi's wife just died, and you're about to adopt his daughter. Don't tell Marky Mark about this. He, Come on. Yeah, I mean, wasn't such a big deal, was it? Also, just added nothing to the film. Like at the beginning, they were like making it very clear that this guy was trying to get in touch with that. And I was like, oh, who's it going to be? Maybe she knows more about what's going on here than she's letting on. Maybe this Joey guy is some sort of like agent. Nope. Yeah. Just a guy she went and had ice cream with. Cool. Move on to the next scene. You thought maybe Joey could be like a CIA agent and he's in on it and he's like knows what's going on. Yeah, and she's like in that. on it or something. I, I, thought, Shit, yeah. I, thought, I thought there was something going on, but it just turned out it was what they thought it was the whole time. So yeah. and cool. All it did was make her character even less likable than she already was. That's the problem. Is she well, was any already... of the characters likable? Apart from John Leguizamo. I, I think uh, Mark Wahlberg was a little bit likable. I don't know. I heard he molested that kid that he called cute at the beginning. <laughs> Them's the rumours. I uh, wouldn't say you like it, Max, just in case. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what about the pacing? Because it kind of moves fairly quickly from scene to scene. And in fact, there's a few times where does the thing I like where a stranger comes up to them and just starts talking to them as if like, I don't know, they're like, they're in the restaurant, right? And the person sat next to Mark Wahlberg just interrupts their conversation with their phone. And it's like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Waves their phone directly in front of his face. It's like, have you seen this clip? Yeah. That scene was so funny because it's that, it's the guy going into the lion enclosure yeah, that's it. That's and it. he's getting like each limb ripped off from him, like bit by bit by these lines. And, and the woman yeah. goes, "What kind of terrorists are these?" <laughs> was... That's so stupid that they think it's terrorists for so long. How <laughs> do they think they, they radicalised lions? Yeah. <laughs> was it two thousand and eight? I know it was, it was seven years after nine eleven. Were terrorists still the only thing America was scared of? Literally, they were. I mean, there's nothing else scary, is there? Not True. in America. No. Lions. Lions, yeah, eating you. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of terrorists are these? <laughs> no, Max, you made a good point on the people just randomly talking to them. That that yeah. wouldn't happen in normal life, but to make this film actually have a plot and move it forward, you have to have such awkward conversations of someone going, and here's some exposition of what else is happening across the rest of the Northeast. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on to a different area now so we can have another few death scenes on the journey. Mm. Let's uh, have a woman call up her daughter, and as her daughter commits suicide, she puts it on loudspeaker for a crowd of strangers. Let's yeah. just do that. Yeah, yeah. give on. it to Mark. Are you, are you about Mark. to kill yourself, right, loudspeaker? Think other people want to hear this. <laughs> She's saying some weird stuff. <laughs> some of them say weird stuff, don't they? But some of them don't. Uh, well, they all say weird stuff. There's, there's the, all the stages, isn't there? The first stage is that you start doing the moonwalk. Uh, yeah, the, why don't you do that? Weird. The second stage is that you start chatting shit, and the third stage is that you try and hurt yourself. Yeah. I believe that's the that's the law of the land. With the uh... they, should, they should put more like importance on the stages. I think maybe like if you notice someone starts doing like walking backwards, you have to stop them walking backwards, and if they take three steps back, they go on to the next stage and stuff like that. Made it a little bit more like 
don't they? So they're like actual. Yeah, <laughs> less instantaneous. So then, like at yeah. the end, Marky Mark saves Zoe Deschanel as she goes into like the yeah. second stage. She's chanting shit, going, "Oh man, I suck Joey's dick," and then he's like, "No," <laughs> and it gives her some aloe vera or something, and suddenly that fixes her. Yeah, some plant based I mean, stuff. Sort of like that, but a bit different to what you, the words you used. <laughs> <laughs> Same idea. Like, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like, some of it was just fucking stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I mean, when the whole was, film was fairly dumb. Yeah, like when he's talking to the plant and it's a plastic plant. It's like, is this a comedy? Because why are you doing this if not? It, it, there, there were a couple of parts where I, th- where I think M. Night was going for a quick, oh, this will this will get him giggling. Yeah. type thing but again i think this is the same with um money plane the 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 highs and the extremes of the thrills weren't high enough for it to be a thriller and the comedy moments weren't funny enough for it to be a comedy so okay. it just kind of sat in the middle and was just like what is this film do you know what i mean like it didn't yeah. it wasn't really there was no twist there was no suspense except for that gun trading scene that was very suspenseful so um, what thrilled you more Money plane or the happening? Genuinely, yeah. Money don't, plane. Don't say really. really? No, yeah. Jordan, yeah. no. Do you know why? Kelsey Grammer made that film for me one hundred percent. He that was actually entertaining to watch him going like. But he's not really, thrilling, in it. What's thrilling about this film, mate? They're walking through field gate. Oh, I think it's the trees. Oh, we should walk in small groups. Oh, what could it be? Is it going to be some sort of conspiracy? No, it's just, mate, it's just nature. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. Adopt that kid. It had no thrill, in my opinion. That's fair enough. You know what you like. I do. I like, like Kelsey Grammer. You've That's it. <laughs> You've lost your mind tonight. I think Money Plane is a better film than The Happening. I'm happy to put it on Fuck record. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> That's insane. Fine. Um, guys, do you want to get into the plot? Please. Yeah. I'm sure there's little bits and bobs. Give us those plot breadcrumbs. Uh, so the beginning, we start off with like a tense scene in Central Park and the trees are rustling and there's an eerie silence and everyone like freezes. And then they just start killing themselves in various ways. And it's like centered on these two girls. One of them pulls out her hairpin, I guess. That's a fucking crazy hairpin. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we follow that with another like tent scene at a building site in New York and everyone's just falling to their deaths from above. And then once we've got the gist of what's happening, we're introduced to Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he's a high school teacher and his best friend is John Leguizamo. Uh, and essentially New York is being evacuated. So with Mark's girlfriend, Zoe Deschanel, they all meet up to get the train out of the city. And like his friend's kid's there, but the wife is going to get the next train or something essentially that's the the setup and i wanted to just flag that you know how i always say uh the trope about where they talk about the thing in the film in a classroom and it's like <laughs> and it's like kind of like a precursor for like the themes and like what's going to happen in the rest of the film yes anyway, they, they did that in a big way and i felt quite like uh you know qu- quite proud that they've used my trope i mean i think i think yeah, i think they were considering you when they wrote that part in um I, I really like films when they kind of explain the premise through education. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good trope. I'll allow it. I think I, I think Mark Wahlberg pulled it off, quite frankly. Um, I did expect there to be more more of that, though, to be honest, because they kind of did one scene of it, didn't they? And then it was kind of over. And there was a little bits of him like trying to use his professor knowledge to understand what was going on. He was trying to like put bits and pieces together. But did he ever actually come up with anything or did he just read it off the news? I, I think he feels like he came up with it, but really it's all information that other characters told him and he just put it together in the most simplistic way that anyone could have. And he thinks he's like, you know, come up with it. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. That 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 basically sums up that character, I think. Yeah. Because he literally reads in the news that the bees have gone missing. He reads in the news about the coral reef he that, that kills fish or, or fishermen or some stupid stuff like that. He um, and, and yeah, every, the hot dog guy tells him about plants, and he just like gets told all this information, and he doesn't figure anything out. Um, yeah, but you think if he, why would you make the scenes of where he's trying to figure it out and like trying to use his 
teacher knowledge. And he's kind of even explaining the premise at the beginning. Why would he not be the one that comes out that conclusion? And like, yeah, and like tells the government or yeah, something. It, why is that not part of this film? I don't. So many yeah. bits that they could have made better. Yeah, and, and like that when the teachers all gather and the head teacher is like, "Oh, you know, there's been a terrorist attack." On, and this so and so happened in Central Park, and Mark Wahlberg goes mm, in a park. That's really weird. And all the teachers like stop and look at him, like, "Why are you saying that? Like, can we just kind of go through the points we need to we, we need to get through?" Mark, can you not start questioning it, please? Yeah, yeah. They could they could have done more with the fact that he was a teacher and was starting to figure it out and unpin it, but they just didn't. A lot yeah. of a lot of this film is that though, isn't it? There's like little premises, and you're like, "Oh, nah, don't worry about it." Yeah, not like money plane. They've got conviction for their story. Follow through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what was worse, the park scene? Like worse in terms of like shocked you, the park scene or the building site? The building site when it came out, they used in all the films. They, they used in all the trailers of people just yeah, all yeah, of yeah. a sudden falling off the thing. So I guess it wasn't that like, oh, this is I've not seen this before. Whereas the uh, knitting needle through the neck, uh, stats coming out of nowhere. That's, you can't put that in a trailer. So it came yeah. out of nowhere. You're probably like, "Oh, here we go," but then yeah. it becomes yeah. a, lot, a lot less gruesome for a while until the lawnmower scene comes back in hard. Mm. They really kick it off in quite an aggressively visual way, don't they? With that needle scene, and then, like you say, Tim, they didn't really carry that out and carry that through until lawnmower gate. I mean, the car, the car looked mental and didn't add any suspense or thrill to the to the film, but the lawnmower was yeah. fairly aggressive. I thought it was going to get more and more aggressive as the film went on. I thought that is a very aggressive start. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, because not everyone's got a needle, like a, a hairpin in their hair. So I would have liked to maybe see some people who, and not everyone's got a gun, right? So like, I would have liked to see some more like, I don't know, it like inspired and gruesome ways of people doing it. Like, This isn't Final Destination, Max. Yeah, but it Although could it could, it be. could be. Yeah. They could have gone that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... Like someone doing a backflip onto their own head or something like that. Yeah, but you've got to physically be able to do that as well, Max. Why is, the first, why is that the first thing that you came up with? Like, it would be funny if there was an old lady walking with a Zimmer frame and then the, it happens, the happening happens, and then she all of a sudden like sprints into a wall or something like that. I don't know. Right. That would be quite comedic. Spreading into a wall, and the old woman does it later on, where she just hits her head into the wall a load of times so till she dies. Yeah. That wouldn't kill you, realistically, it would might. it? Um, no, if you run into a wall, you knock, you knock yourself out. You don't die. You might break a bone or two, but you're not going to die from hitting your head. Or you I can hit your head hard enough, but still, I think if you're old enough with conviction as well. Exactly, like, the happening like, you know, like hot. platform nine and three quarters kind of speed. <laughs> They don't, die when, well, they don't die when they don't go through it and they run it. Here. But they, they, not, they always no. go through it. No, in the, sec- in the second one, they don't go through it and they don't die when they run full pill. Yeah, but they've it. got trolleys. They've got trolleys. If they didn't have trolleys... Why would, why would, why would Hogwarts ag- advocate students running headfirst into a wall as a way to get through yeah. to the station? But that's what they do. They don't. They have trolleys. Ah, uh, nah. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. You guys have killed me today. We're not even that far into. We're not even through the beginning. I haven't discussed this film yet, Tim. <laughs> I'm, broken. I'm a broken man. The breadcrumb started it. <laughs> so they'll finish it. So when they're getting <laughs> in the happening, when they're getting the train, where where are, where the fuck are they going again? I can't even remember. Are they just uh, getting Prince, no, out Port, of Portland? No, Portland's on the other side of the country, isn't it? Princeton. So it was P E P something. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's, that's near New York. Yeah, because he reads an article, and this made me laugh, there was a um, murder rate in City Rising. Welcome to Philadelphia. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So is that him just like, why does he read that? Is he just know. researching where ne- they're going? It nearly was a breadcrumb, but it wasn't. Don't worry about really? it. Um, I don't know. I think that's where he's from, maybe. Okay. Because I think he's, that's, that was the plan. Is they're all going to go back to Philadelphia as if that's where they came from. I think they say that. Oh, no, because his wife goes to Harvard, doesn't she? What, Zoe Deschanel? No, John Leguizamo's. Oh. And isn't that in, like, near Boston? That's not even I the same went... place, is it? So- someone went to Princeton, 100%. Oh, maybe she goes to Princeton, not Harvard, and I'm getting the two okay. confused. Okay. Is that where Will Smith goes? Princeton. No, he's the Prince of Bel-Air. 
No, I swear <laughs> the school he goes to in that is. I don't know. I thought you were getting Prince, Princeton confused with Prince of the Lair. I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the beginning, isn't it? Once you're on the train and the train stops, that's kind of the middle commences, right? Yeah, the beginning is very short in this film, I think. Yeah, allow I'll, I'll allow a very short beginning because it's just... It always is. You guys it's used just to a fight that so much. Of the middle. Yeah, you've just accepted it, which I'm into. Um so yeah, we get to the middle and essentially the train they're on stops, right? And everyone has to get off and it goes, it's a train to nowhere. And uh, it's the, it's like the middle of like the countryside. Uh, and the next hour or so of the film is like the main group of characters kind of caught up in all the chaos and trying to decide what to do, where to go, that sort of thing. And we start to like figure out more and more. We get more and more breadcrumbs, as Jordan said, uh, in terms of what is happening. Um, and of course Mark is you know putting it all together because he's a genius there are some kind of chilling moments in there but I think for me it's a toss up between the lawnmower scene or the John de Guiziamo death scene oh we're really we're really getting through a clip today that if we're already John de Guiziamo's dead we don't have to go in sequence it doesn't have to be perfect Max can I can I challenge you on your adjective chilling yeah (laughs) What was chilling about that car crash scene? Well, it's after it the looked, car crash. He just looked, gets out and slides. Was he cut his own throat? Just sits on the floor. No, he sits down on the floor, picks up some glass, cuts his wrist, which is pretty chilling, isn't it? That's chilling, Jordan. I can't believe that you found anything chilling after that car crash scene. It literally made me laugh so much. You're just desensitized, Jordan. You've been it's playing too many video up. games. It was so fast. Interestingly, and thanks for raising that point, did you notice what what PS2 games he had on his TV um, unit thing at his house? No. Grand Theft Auto and Manhunt. You know the two games that got loads of press around this time about inciting violence? Yeah. So there's M. Night Shyamalan's little nods to to gaming causes violence, potentially. It's a dig at the media. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's fighting back. That was the real twist. Yeah. I just thought I'd point out. I made that on my notes, and and Tim really lined me up for it. Thanks, Tim. That's all right. We planned it earlier, so let's not yeah, give away. <laughs> Where are we in the film? Is it the end yet? No, <laughs> anywhere, in the, anywhere in the middle. Uh, what are we in here? So basically, yeah. So I guess actually that is where they split up, Max. Where they get to that diner, we see yeah. them that man get eaten by a lion. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on a video of a man getting eaten by a lion. And then, yeah, to be fair, that is John Luigi's armor just dying. It's pretty much straight away. He gives away his child so he can go and find his wife. Yeah, so so they're in the diner. They're they're in the diner, and then, like, the the, the chef wheels out a TV, and they all watch the news, and they they figure out, like, oh, we need to get out of here. Some guy stands up in the middle of the diner, just incites chaos. He shouts, if we stay here, we're going to die here. And it's a mad rush to the cars, which was kind of stressful, because, like, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe don't have a car. Somehow, everyone else on the train has a car at the diner waiting for them. That's a really good point, Max. And they're the only ones left. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Anyway, they get a ride, and the, but but this is when they split up because John Luiziano gives them his kid, and he wants to go to Princeton to get his wife. Seems dumb. It does seem like a bad strategy. Could the kid not have sat on his lap? Yeah, I wouldn't give my child away. Well, in the I middle of a terrorist he, attack. But he kind of knows to some extent he is going into the danger zone, and he doesn't want to take his kid with him. Oh yeah, because on the train, someone says they were on the phone to someone in Princeton, and they lost contact. And, it, and his and yeah, and he can't contact his wife. And he said there were bodies everywhere in Princeton as well. Okay, fair enough. I'll give him that. It's good parenting. Yeah. Well, is it? Or should he have given up on his wife and tried to protect his daughter rather than just go, no, I fuck it. So, yeah. You'll be fine with Marky Mark and uh, Jess from New Girl. And he, he like he hates Zoe Deschanel, doesn't he? Yeah. It's because she was crying on the wedding day. He hates yeah. her. I hate he her as well, though. She's fucking awful in this. Because Zoe Deschanel was like, yeah, okay, I'll look after your kid, being quite nice. And he goes out, he like goes in on her, like, don't you, t- don't you take that hand? If yeah, you don't only, only take that hand if you mean it. I was like, ooh, that uh, was a that was a good little line. I like that. Why are you making it so like fucking tense? Like she's doing a nice thing. Yeah, but he does think he's about to die, so he probably would want someone to fairly committed to not letting his child die. Yeah, that's true. Like I'm going to cut him some slack. Fine. 
when they uh, get off the train and they go to talk to all the train Why staff. Why are they so surly? It's like a fucking uh, Wes Anderson movie, the uniforms they're wearing. Oh, yeah. That yeah. The way they're all standing, they all turn around. <laughs> it was very weird. Yeah. It's like the Orient Express. Why were they yeah. so dressed up? They're just going from New York to, like, <laughs> Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> very weird. If that was in the UK, it would just be, like, some bloke in a high-vis. Yeah, all right. yeah don't know, mate. Check Twitter. Ah, uh, there's leaves on the track again. Damn wet. The bad type of leaves, the wet leaves. I, 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 I found, I, I didn't know what was going on. Were they affected by the trees? Because they were being so rude. They were rude, yeah. Was that trees? Or was that just... It's train stuff. It's a little inside joke. <laughs> I'm like Shyamalan. He's like digging at the media and he's digging at the train companies as well. I'm fine with that. <laughs> train companies are the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, they get a lift with the fucking plant, the plant man. Plant oh, man. What yeah. boy. Yeah, and they go to uh, they like they drive and they're like, oh, we got to go home first to pick up some stuff and then we can go. And they get there, they like jump out the car and the plant guy goes to them like, take a look around, you know, we'll be we'll be back in a minute. Seemed quite weird. Like I'll just sit in the car and wait. I don't know. Did you think that was weird or am I kind of like? No, I think it'd be like half hour. You don't just sit in the car, do you? But they they weren't. They were like two minutes. Yeah, anyway. I mean, they're in the middle of a of a terrorist attack, Max. You know, you can't you can't think about this rationally. Well, and yeah, speaking of rations, that all they get is like <laughs> all they get is a couple of hot dogs for the road. That's all you need, like, man. I'll survive, I should survive forever. Ah, uh, no, little they're... did they know the hot dogs were the were the cause of the whole thing. Yeah, little did they know. Little did they know. But I don't know. I think they should have like. In a more realistic, they would have loaded their car up with actual supplies. Uh, not Were they in a cafe? Money. No, they, they went were. home. They went home after the cafe to go and get stuff. Why yeah. didn't Why didn't they just go to the cafe and get loads of food? Because, I don't know. I fucking, why didn't they do anything in this film? Like, why <laughs> yeah, as a, as a two-person household like they were, if they just stayed home, they would have been perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Would do the trees? I... Uh, they thought the lions were coming. That's true. <laughs> Shit, the lions have escaped. They're coming <laughs> for everyone. They've got the lions taste lions. of man's flesh. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, yeah, they bump into... They're all just driving around a bit. And let me think what happens. Private Auster turns up. And he the, says, the army guy. Yeah, and he's like, all of the... I just went to the base and all the lads were hanging off the barbed wires. They're all dead. Yeah. What, yeah. what have you seen? He's like, oh, we saw a field of corpses. He's like... Right, uh, which road can we take? And then cars just start streaming into this little this little yeah, junction. Crossroad, and then and then all of them are on the phone, but all of them are around around this one woman who's on the phone. Yeah, yeah and she's listening to her daughter kill herself, which <laughs> should good. be like quite a sad scene because Marky Marks then takes the phone off her and starts talking to her. Becomes yeah. slightly funny in my head, and I think this is when Zoe Deschanel is laughing in the background as well. Um, anyway, an army guy makes a plan, or they they make a plan together, which is to everyone go and like walk to this area where they get a real estate guy, and he's like, "Oh, there's this area kind of on the map, and no one lives there, so we're all just going to go there." Yeah, you can right? be away from people, so we'll be safe. Let's take hundreds of people there in one go. Yeah. yeah, it was a dumb plan, and they were looking at the map. They're like, "Right, well, there's people on roads. There's people here, so let's just go to this place where there's no people." And that was their, that was literally their plan. But rather than, why didn't they drive there? Why did they walk through the fields? Because they think the roads are like being attacked. In case the terrorists are watching the roads. The country roads. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> I it. think it, to some extent, in the realms of the film, it makes sense. The plan. Yeah, it does. Like that is the kind of plan they'd come. He because he was like, oh, we're taught to find a safe zone. If there's no people yeah. here, that's our safe zone but then they just take loads of people there. So it kind of defeats the object. Yeah. Anyway, so they're all walking in the field and there's like a group ahead and a group behind and the group ahead, the wind blows and then they all just start. The the army guy goes mad as Jordan did a good impression of earlier. I won't make you do it again. I'll try not to. Thank you. He shoots himself and then, yeah, they just have to run and everyone starts shooting themselves. And then I think this is when Mark is starting to figure out like, if you've got too many people together, then the plants release the toxin, and then that's when it happens. So they all, they all, they break up, and it ends up in a group of like Mark, Zoe, 
the girl and then two random teenage guys like kids which i thought was kind of a random group to knock together but yeah but maybe because he's a teacher he was like our kids come with me yeah and then the kids give him shit about not having his marriage sorted out with zoe deschanel yeah Yeah, which actually i quite enjoyed that bit yeah and then they find this house and this is when they're banging on the door, right? And the kids just lose their minds and just start like, because sh- they can see there's people in the house and they just start shouting like, give us the food or we're going to kick the door in. Oh, and Mark no, does no. not do a good job of controlling them. No, no we've, missed, we've missed an important bit, Max. That doesn't matter. What, no, what do we miss? You know, <laughs> they go to the fake houses. That was the plan. They then yeah. see other people coming. So they leave because they're like, we don't want to be near other people. And then we see yeah, two yeah. groups get near each other. And all of a sudden yeah. that's the culmination the catalyst. Of, yeah the catalyst for enough people to come together that then the plants release the stuff to kill them all yeah which the plants were just counting it up they were like there's three people and three people if they come anywhere near each other i'm spraying yeah and, and that's, that's the lawnmower death as well so can't leave it out yeah. and then yeah like, it's that mental bit of the house at, yeah at this point like they know it's a toxin that you breathe in and yet no one is making any attempt to not breathe in the toxin like i don't know just put a mask on like a little balaclava no not balaclava a bandana you know you'd pull your shirt over your face or you'd put your hand over your mouth or something like that they're literally like gulping gasping all the time (laughs) like what is what is wrong with you yeah i'd hold my breath i don't i wouldn't breathe again (laughs) you just stop breathing Mm. die on your own terms through like, your yeah. nose. That could be a twist. Like, if you breathe through your nose, you, you don't die. Imagine if that was the fucking so twist only, in the so film. only kills mouth breathers. Yeah. What would you call the film? Mouth no. breathers. Mouth breathers. Yeah. yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah, and we get the scene at the house where they're banging on the door, and the, the people in the house just, like, shoot, shoot them yep. pretty horrifically. Yeah. Mark tries to stop the second one from getting shot and just makes really slow shuffles towards him and the guy gets shot anyway. Why oh, doesn't he grab yeah. the shotgun and point it towards the kid's head as he tries to move it away from his chest? I I don't think so. It happens very quickly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um and then Zoe and like the gunshots have been fired and the kids are dead and Zoe and Mark are like like check like checking the the, the, the kids. You'd think they'd be like jumping for cover, maybe? Yeah, run away. Don't go and touch the kid's head who's just been literally had his face shot off and they bring the little girl over yeah literally here jess come and look at this this is a dead body it's a weird scene the way it plays out to be honest like it's okay but it's also it could be done more logically yeah and then um zoe deschanel i guess because it's what she does when they start running away she runs away as if she's like the kooky girl in a rom-com with her hands going all over the place not like a oh, oh shit someone's going to shoot me run. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so the average person can't run well, you know. Now, I want to see some Tom Cruise robot style running when someone's trying to shoot the people in films. Get those blade okay. hands thing going. Uh, and then we're getting towards the end now, aren't we? Have we missed any kind of key sections? <sighs> no, we're in the we're in the end game. We're in the end game. We're in the end game now, Tony. Yep. All right, so uh, we find another house and it's like off the grid and it's like no electricity and stuff like that. And there's an old lady kind of sat outside. Straight away, we're getting bad vibes and it's Mrs. Jones's house. And she, I don't know, she invites them in for dinner and they have like a really tense dinner, don't they? Um, there's a bit where she slaps the kid and they don't, they barely react. Oh yeah, it's really weird because then... So Deschanel's afterwards like, how could she hit Jess like that? It's like, yeah. she just slapped her hand because she was about to just take something. It's not like, start touching like, someone else's cup. I'd slap her for that. It's not like the worst okay. crime in the world, is it? <gasps> that that woman touched a child's hand. It's not like what Mark did to that Jake kid. Hmm. That's illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm enjoying how just... much Max hates the references back to that really weird joke. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. Mrs. Jones is just like a, a freak, basically. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, they're about, they're trying to tell her what's happening, she, and she doesn't want them. She doesn't want to know, basically, because uh, she, she likes living off grid. Um, but then, despite that, she she feeds them and invites them to stay the night. There's some weird stuff where she like, I don't know. In the night, does she come and get them, or does she talk to Mark or something and say like, she's like planning on murdering me in my sleep? 
Yeah. And Mark's like, what? No. No, Mrs. Like, Jones, we wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, there you go. That's such a good impression of it. That was actually quite good. Yeah, there you go. Still um, space what happens. Afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and we get the backstory of the house and how there's a pipe that goes to the shed and you can talk in it, which I don't know didn't really make sense to me. So for hiding runaway slaves or something? Something like that. Yeah, I think that was that was mentioned. Yeah. Which is yeah. an odd reference to have to make in this film. Yeah. Uh anyway, so this is the end. So despite getting a good night's sleep at Mrs. Jones's house, things get really hairy as the plants are essentially taking no hostages at this point. And even Mrs. Miss Jones on her lonesome is not spared. Uh will Mark Zoe and child actor survive and will humanity ever be the same? So yeah, in the morning he goes down and finds uh Mrs. Jones is still being weird. Like he finds a doll or something in the house, which is maybe a creepy scene. And she starts shouting at him and then she runs outside and then the happening happens. And she's, you know, starts putting her head through the window. Uh, it's all a bit weird. Yeah. The, the end of this film is, I mean, what actually happens? I, I'm, I'm like struggling to, I watched this film half an hour ago. I can't uh, remember what happened. So, so go on, Tim. So they have, like, Marky Mark and um, Zoe Deschanel have, like, a heart-to-heart through the talking tube and they talk about the little mood ring he's had the entire time and how the first time they met, she wore it and they thought purple meant love, but really it meant it meant that she was horny. And they're like... <laughs> um, <laughs> and then nothing really else happens and they just cut to them having their life back in New York. They've adopted the little girl and then some people in France die. Is that it? Well, th- no, there is a tense bit where after Mrs. Jones kills herself, he's looking for Zoe and the kid, and they're in the shed out the back, and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, they can't. Like, I know it's happening outside. I can't get to them. They can't get to me. So they're talking to each other on the pipe, like you, and they have that conversation you said to him. And then he just goes, fuck it. I just want to, like, die, basically, and walks out. And they walk out, and she's like, oh, this is the end, but nothing happens. And that's that. And then, yeah, it cuts to three months later and, and we, we see how it's all resolved and how, you know, they live together and they've got the kid and they've essentially adopted it, her. Uh, and we get like a fake newscast, like, and Jordan alluded to this earlier, where it's like a scientist saying we don't know what happened. Uh, but it, and he's like, oh, it's going to happen again. And all the, all the fucking news people are laughing at him like he's crazy. It's pretty good. Yep, and then the end credit scene in France. It's, it just happens again in Paris, yep. right? That's it. They're in a park, and it all kicks off again. Yeah, and that's that's lunch. You- if this happened in real life, do you think that would happen? As in, people wouldn't take it seriously and would think it's a one-time thing. Welcome to coronavirus, Max. I was about to say you're actually living in this film. Yeah. <laughs> also, if it was trees, I guess you you guys would be reasonably okay in London. There's like fuck all trees near. Oh, it starts in cities, remember? Yeah, but if you don't go to the park, you're fine. Well, I do go to the park oh. every day. Oh, sorry, Max, you then. <laughs> um, we'd kill the trees. Like That is literally just the solution, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. If we, in this country, yes, we just chop down every tree. The trees cause this. Okay, let's kill them. And we get like windbreakers that they have at the beach and just put them all around our houses. It'd be like in Lord of the Rings when the orcs are chopping down Fangorn Forest. <laughs> it's just forest leading the line. I mean, I can, I can see it now. British people are like orcs. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. I mean, you did call yourself a goblin person in compared yeah. to uh, what's his face before uh, Noah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in reality, like we'd we'd figure it out, wouldn't we? What we'd do is we'd kill all the trees that are near us and then we'd make tree zones so designated tree zones we wouldn't go there but the trees could just do what they want and we'd have fun in our concrete land kind of like a forest max yeah tree yeah. zones almost like the green belt that we already have <laughs> just we don't go there fuck anyone that's stuck in the green belt during the happening rest in peace wow yeah rip rip that's uh you're yeah. surrounded by it yeah all of Hertfordshire gone <laughs> Uh, so that was the happening. What score would you give it? Oh. Jordan. I can't even think of a, of a scoring system for it. Seven out of 100. 7%. That's harsh. That's harsh. Uh, Tim? 
Um, like I occasionally watch that happening, like just on a random whim, like I've hung over Sunday. Um, so I'm gonna give it like a forty. I, I, don't, I yeah, it's a crap film, but I do enjoy watching it. Yeah, because you can just turn I, up the screen. I would watch it again in the future. In a year's <laughs> time, I would watch it again. And so I'm going to give it 35%. Yes, Max. Yeah. Yeah, so we net out at what, like 25%? Yeah, I think so. It's not bad. It's better than Rotten Tomatoes says, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, Jordan, over to you. Yeah, imagine that you were given this train wreck, um, given a budget to create a sequel somehow to it, you had access to remove Zoe Deschanel on site and replace her with anyone you wanted. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is locked in place, unfortunately. Um, we give all of the cast of today's show the keys to this ever-present vehicle and a limited budget and access to Hollywood's A-list in this section that we like to call fecal sequels. Um, Max, I'm going to kick off with you tonight. I've got a feeling you've got something um, hot and spicy up your sleeves. Uh, on my sleeves? I've seen multiple <laughs> sleeves. Uh, I don't. I'm just going to start talking and see where I end up. So essentially, I want. I don't want it to be set in 2020. I want to go back to 2008, and it's it's during the the happening time period. Okay, so it follows on like sequentially from this film, and it's going to be in the UK, um, and it's going to be you know a very similar kind of romp, and uh, it's going to have Danny Dyer in it. It's going to have um, Ray Winston. It's going to have um, uh, Kate Winslet and a few other kind of <laughs> good British actors. And I'm going to like just introduce a lot of the elements that we've already talked about. Like if you're a vegetarian, the plants don't kill you. Um, if you breathe through your nose or uh, if you kind of like try not to breathe in the toxins, you can save yourself. If like, you know, there's certain ways to stop the happening happening. Once someone's been like breathed in the toxins, you know, you can like restrain them and stop them from killing themselves. And you could, it, you can let it wear off or, or maybe you can do stuff like that and kind of like have a little bit more agency when, when, when shit's hitting the fan and there's, um, uh, and yeah, I'm just going to see like the British government's response to this because uh, I think the British government's really competent and they'd be able to handle a, uh, a situation like this really well and wouldn't fuck it up completely. Um, so, you know, you're going to get the British bobbies on the street, you know, hello, hello, what's going on here then? And then they get their truncheon out and hit themselves with it, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just the, the British happening, it's called. The British happening is what it's called. Great name. Max, okay. you know you said the competent government. 2008 yeah. is Gordon Brown, so would you have him featuring? Oh, yeah, Gordon Brown's in it. I think, he, I think he'd do well. And he's doing a press conference, and the happening happens live on TV, and he kills himself in the press conference. And that's think, how it starts. I think, I think he'd turn a blind eye to the whole issue. You reckon? Is he blinded one eye by any chance? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I realised as I said it. No, that joke wouldn't land that well. Uh, yeah, someone out there is going to love it, Tim. I can just feel it. I'm not particularly on top of like which politicians are blind in one eye. He was famous. Not... He was famously blind in one eye. <laughs> That's what he was known for. That's how he got his way to the top. What he was known for is it Gordon Brown? No, it's David oh, Blanket. No, oh, I got Blanket. David. Oh no. Gordon Brown's got two very good eyes. Yeah. Very good. Is it actually Blanket? It's Blanket, yeah. Oh, absolutely fucked up. I, I didn't want to stop you in full flow, but just to... Wow, Tim. <laughs> I mean, like, political jokes, if you've got the knowledge to back it up. Are, are you planning on casting Blanket as, as Brown in your version of this film, Tim? I might have to, though. The tuck cut. Just, just for the joke to work. <laughs> okay, Max, I like it. Uh, Tim. Oh, that's made me... Comp- I had an idea at the start of Max's, and... That fucking messing that up's really made me forget it. Um, <sighs> so we're following on sequentially from the happening, and weirdly, it's actually going to be the third one in a trilogy because we're going to follow on from the British happening. Nice. And what this is is um, Danny Dyer survives, obviously, in Max's film. Sorry, Max, I'm making that editorial just, uh, choice for you. Oh, that's all right. He figures it out. Yeah, he figures it out because he's also a science teacher. 
And oh yes, that what, works for me. What happens is he goes to a science teacher conference in um, Australia. They have like dense population zones, don't they? Yeah, fuck it, they do. I say they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, and guess who else is there? It's all on the outside of Australia, not in the middle. Exactly. They're all very, very densely populated. But guess who else is at this teacher conference? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. And basically, the happening starts happening in Australia, obviously. But these two have put it together. They know what's happening. They understand it. They just need to get other people <laughs> to understand it like they do. So it's those two trying to pretend to be teachers because neither of them are competent at doing that. Um, and it's them basically giving lectures to people across Australia being like, you need to stay in smaller and smaller groups. Otherwise, the happening is going to get you. And it starts like picking off big groups and people are like, oh, maybe these guys are right. But then... Um, an Australian accent? No, I just said... Maybe these guys are right. Hold on, I, yeah, hold on. I'll do, I'll do some Australian accents in a minute and get really offensive with it. Um, and they the, go to Ramsey Street. Yeah, they meet <laughs> They meet Carl. Carl Kennedy. Yeah. He comes out Ambition. and he's like, guys, throw another shrimp on the barbie. You did bloody right about it. Um, oh, I've lost my train of thought because you mentioned Neighbours. Oh, I'm actually ruined me today. That's all right. I mean, you've got a good, like, structure there. Yeah, the beginning worked well. The middle's a mess, like every film we talk about. And then the ending, um, to save Jess from the original happening, Marky Mark has to betray Danny Dyer, and Danny Dyer calls him some kind of, like, cockney insult that we all find hilarious whenever he says it. Slag. Yeah, he calls him a slag. You slag. And then goes... He questions where David Cameron is at the time, asking if he's got his fucking trotters up somewhere. Um, is, is he blind too? It's so political today, Tim. I don't know what's happened. I've lost my mind. What's it called? Is it called The Slagging? Because Danny Dyer is the main character. No, he's the main character in Max's one. Oh, right. <laughs> Max is yours called The Slagging? Because it should no, be. My, it could be. Yeah. Um, uh, mine's called Australia Day. Okay. I don't know why. It happens on Australia Day, which is actually a thing. There you go. Okay. And how, like, what's the gist of the ending? Like, How does it resolve itself? It all just stops again, but Marky Mark, to save Jess, his adopter's daughter, has to betray Danny Dyer, and Danny Dyer dies. And he pushes him out the, out the window into yeah. the happening. He's like, we've only got enough space for two in here. And this thing <laughs> throws him out, and the happening gets him. And he, you see him just like punch him. They're the phone box. No, because it's not in England, so it's not a red phone book. They have phone boxes in Australia. <laughs> like, <laughs> but why are they red like, iconic, are they, in Australia? Also, they co- I still have them. <laughs> What's an iconic Australian thing? They're somehow in a barbecue. The, 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 <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and the barbecue's on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know why the barbecue's on, but sure. Yeah, why not? Fine. Let's get out Fine. of this. Uh, right, I'm going to give you mine. I haven't thought about it at all, and I'm kind of winging it as always. This is the film that I'd hoped the happening was going to be, and it turns out that the whole, all the events of the original happening film were led by the US government, and they did an attack against their own people and made it come across as like it was a natural disaster. And then they go after countries to try and weaken them, basically, and knock down their population. They're trying to become like the next big world power. And basically, <laughs> no, no, even more so. They're cementing it. They're cementing their status. They're further enhancing their status as world leaders. Anyway, the film then focuses on each country that gets attacked. One like figurehead from each country. It becomes like this big kind of global task force to try and figure out what's going on. And they slowly unweave that it's a government conspiracy and they pull out little bits and bobs and they find little documents and all that stuff. But each figurehead of each country is basically the most uh, laughed at person in that country. So you've got like your Danny Dyers for the UK. I think that's a good call. I'm trying to think who would be really funny for Australia because I want to bring them in as well. Maybe Toadie. Toadie from Neighbours. Toadfish. I think basically just people from sitcoms from different, uh, different countries. Do you think do you think Carl Kennedy would take this? Actually, no, he'd be perfect yeah. for it. He's a doctor. He used to he'd bite your hand off. Yeah, he used to go around <laughs> university. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, true. To perform in Portsmouth, um, and uh, yeah, he would. And it's called the the Happening Toxic Task Force. 
And it's basically just like a film about all these countries getting together and finding the clues and discovering it's a US conspiracy. Jordan, That's my film. Hi. Can I add a note? Could you work in, this is purely for the pun, can you work in that somehow hedge funds are helping them fund it? Yes. Yeah, it's it's backed by Wall Street. No, just um, hedge funds. Oh, just hedge funds. Fine. Okay. Just yes, I could. Ah. Right. Thank yeah. you for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's, it. that's the episode. Tim, could you say something useful and talk about socials, please? I don't know if I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, so follow us on Instagram. Crap Movie Club's our handle. Um, we're putting up what we're doing, schedules, and reminders to, to listen to the latest episodes. Um, um, what, what's, on, what's on the schedule for next week? Um, on the schedule for next week is Moonstruck. Um, yep. That has Cher and Nicolas Cage in, and Nicolas Cage has a wooden hand, so there's going to be some horribly offensive jokes about that, I'm sure. Listen Maybe. in. Tune in for that. Alright, that's the episode. Cheers for listening, and cheers to Jordan, and cheers to Tim. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.